Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We can sum up the weather today as muggy. It doesn't matter where you're at. To our our listeners that are in the Wisconsin, Minnesota area that also pick up the Fontenelle Final Bell, our thoughts and our prayers are with you all as you dig out from the floods that happened Um crazy the amount of fields that are underwater and roads in that part of the world that have been washed away so not what our producers need to have to deal with right now and even even here in nebraska when they've got some storms moving in we've got areas of hot mist when it comes to the weather and that's kind of part of the talk we're going to have today but before we even hit weather we do have to hit what happened today at 11 o'clock and that was usda reports we're going to get all the highlights as, as troy nielsen joins us with smart yield out of Kearney, nebraska and nice to see some good positive numbers uh, on the markets today but what were some of the highlights that you saw in this usda yes. report today you bet um susan uh one of the highlights i would say on the corn first of all of course the big the big feature of the day is the drop in the acreage the planted acreage number um it went from about a trade average of about 95.2 and that's million acres to 92 so it, that's a huge drop in acreage um it's been years i'm getting i want to say going back to like the 1989 somewhere in there i haven't looked that up but but it's been about that many years since we've seen that big of a drop from uh one month to the next on planet acres so anyways that was a huge feature in the corn on the soybeans um the 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 planted acres weren't the big drop there or the big surprise um not a big change on 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 soybean acres but in the in the quarterly grain stocks we had um from last year's june 1st report till this year the stocks on soybeans dropped about 22 percent and that has not happened since 1989 that big of a drop so that's a huge deal and consequently we ended up with a futures market that responded very well to that today um we had new crop december corn up 15 cents on the close it was a little bit higher than that four cents higher during the session but we're still up 15 and a quarter today um, at the end of the day on soybeans we ended up a little over 20 cents higher at the end of the day also so really um that's that's the main features of the crop report um i'm not going to get into and break down the full balance sheet because those are the two highlights but um those are both friendly numbers that's for sure so as you look at this term in usda lowering the corn acreage did that catch you by surprise yeah it really did um um, anybody can come in here now and say, yeah, we anticipated that, but I'm not <laughs> going to be that guy. Um, we, you know, really don't have any idea what these reports are going to do till they come out, of course. Um, but to see that big of a change or an adjustment, um, it was really fun to see because it, it brings commodity prices, pushes them in the right direction for our producers. But also, um, that was a huge adjustment. That's a big adjustment and normally don't see that big of a drop in acreage. Um, but we did today, so it was a big surprise. Now, the stocks on, on, on soybeans, you know, that was the big drop, of course, from last year to this year on the same day. Um, but if you, if you go look at the, um, you know, the soybean crush numbers have been very strong. Um, that's favorable. We've had solid exports. Um, a lot of that's going to China on soybeans. And so, you know, the, the bean number, uh, the balance sheet on the beans, um, if we don't see um, at least trend line yield on soybeans this year, we're, we're going to see a, 
much tighter stocks to use number on soybeans at the end of the at the end of the day here. So I think there's a you know that's a very favorable numbers kind of building um, in in soybeans as well, and that stocks number um, will simply aid that that project. So I want to jump back to the, to these numbers with the the corn acreage no. because to see a drop like that is it just is it prevent plant that didn't or what is the reason or what are you hearing might be the reason for a drop like that? Yeah, you know I think some of it is preventive plant. I think it's a combination of of places that those acres went because that's a lot of acres to disappear on us all of a sudden. Um, they obviously didn't go over to soybeans, um, and that's what. I think some in the trade were anticipating that if we lost some corn acres, they'd probably go over to beans. And that didn't happen. So I think you've got some preventive plant going on. And then maybe, um, you know, I, you know, I, I really haven't seen the balance sheet to see where they've gone, but, um, probably preventive plant up in those northern areas that, like you say, Minnesota, Wisconsin, they've had such tremendous, um, uh, water issues and flooding. I'm sure that's where a lot of that's coming from. Well, we also saw the, the weekly crop progress report come out. And as you look at crop conditions and, and what this had to say for the corn and the beans, still some of the best crops we've seen in corn and beans since 2011. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, the crop condition on corn yesterday uh, from a week ago, a week ago was at 72% good to excellent. Uh, yesterday came out 73% good to excellent. Um, same thing on soybeans. Uh, a week ago, we were at 70% good to excellent. Yesterday came out at 71% good to excellent. And so you have to go back uh, quite a ways um, you know, to see those type of numbers in the corn market anyways, as far as crop conditions, good, excellent. This, as we're getting into the growing season this, um, this far. But, you know, at the same time, we do have some weather, um, issues to talk about. Um, we're, we're, you know, a few weeks away from really starting to pollinate. And at the same time, um, we're heating up in, in the, in the western part of the belt. And a lot of that heat, it looks like they're anticipating to, just keep creeping east and so then you're looking at heat versus rain and and some of the rains that we've seen that have popped up haven't been covering widespread territory either so once you get some heat piled in on top of that through pollination um, you might see some of these crop conditions adjust through that period of time Um, you know so that's that's just uh one approach to it is, you know, you also have to take a look at the weather and how that's going to affect these crop conditions moving forward. All right, well, stick around, folks. We come back. We're going to talk more weather. Welcome back to the Find Now Final Bell here on the Rural Radio in Littlefield. As we continue this conversation with Troy Nielsen of Smart Yield. And Troy, before we left for a break, we were talking about this weather. And there's been so much hit and miss. I shared a picture of myself standing in front of dry land corn um, earlier today. And the comments that I've received back from producers, you know, looking kind of the north and the west, saying, you know, boy, I wish it looked that good here. And that just seems to be hit and miss all across the Corn Belt when it comes to rain. Yeah, we've had um, in our we're in central Nebraska, south central Nebraska in Kearney, um, and and we have we have guys you know a hundred and some miles east, and the same thing going west and north of here, and there's huge difference in some of them. East, they're they're in a little bit better shape. You get west and north of here. Um, they're non-irrigated. Their dry land stuff has not had a decent drink for 
um, too long. It's been a while, and it's it's really starting to show it. So um, I'm hearing that from producers that west of Kearney and northwest of Kearney that they that dry land really needs a drink. Um, and we've had some pop up showers here and there. Um, at my house, I had you know three fourths of an inch here. Um, within the last week and but it was not widespread it was it was a real small little deal so you know a lot of these dry land crops around here are, are going to be struggling if they don't see some water here pretty quick looking at and i know we talked a little bit in the front half about this weekly crop progress report but we're looking i mean we're pretty much on even um nationwide when it comes to emergence and silking for the most part does that i mean obviously weather is going to now play a continued factor <clears throat> And how is that going to be a pressuring factor for these markets? Yeah, I think absolutely you've got two things when it comes to weather. You've got actual and then you've got perception. And a lot of times the perception is what moves the market, of course, um, and it gives us opportunities to do things like hedging and, and locking in some good sales. And so just the perception of some heat coming through and extended heat through this pollination period um, can sometimes really benefit these markets. Um, and, and, and not that it has to take place, but it, just the perception of it or the forecast of it sometimes gets us there. Um, you know, the other thing is um, not just the, the lack of moisture, but then we're seeing some pretty good heat coming in here, too. And like you talked on the break, the heat index that we're, we're seeing right now is, is pretty high and it's a little tough out there for guys. That's for sure. So what are we? What are the factors are you seeing that are going to influence in the next couple of weeks this grain marketing process for our producers as they watch the crop grow? You know, we focus on the crop, and that's fantastic. We've got to focus on it. Now we're looking at acreage reduction on corn. We're looking at stocks reduction on soybeans. But on this corn acreage reduction, now we're going to look at crop conditions because, um, you know, we want to see where we're coming in on our yield. Of course, there's the other side to that. that well, but what we don't want to lose sight of also is the demand factors. And our currencies are fairly strong. And if we could see the U.S. dollar pull down um, in a seasonal type of move, that can really help our our export demand we've had good demand mexico's been a strong buyer on corn china's still a good strong buyer on soybeans and if if our if our dollar doesn't take us out of that we could continue with some decent export business that's for sure uh, we have to keep in that insight the other factor that we always have to keep in mind is what is the position of the funds and the funds coming into this and, and for quite some time now have been in a large short position in the corn market just in the last few weeks they've established a decent long position a small long position in the soybean market so they you know if they can come out of some of those positions that can help influence the market in a big way also so you've got to keep an eye on you know the not just the crop in the field but what you know are we still selling it worldwide and what are the funds doing with it so what about the dollar index i know it was down just a little bit today yeah and in the correlation between the dollar, you know, it'd be nice as far as U.S. commodities are concerned to see the dollar pull down. Um, but then you also have to look at, you know, the correlation between that and other world currencies that we're trying to sell to as well. And so when that, when we're the cheaper corn or tr cheaper soybeans to the world, um, a lot of that's due to the the uh, position of our U.S. currency versus that that country's currency. Um, so and, and that varies 
between different countries. But overall, if we see our dollar come down a little bit, we could see um, exports continue to be strong. Lots of things to look at. And, of course, the need to continue to do do their marketing and have that conversation, not waiting till the combines roll is the most important right now. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to have a plan in place. And we've done some of that at recently also. We like to get together in the, in the wintertime and get a plan set and be working with folks and have profiles built and whatnot. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, Troy? Yeah, just call us here at Smart Yield and Kearney, 308-234-6805. Thanks so much. Troy Nielsen's been joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Check it out as a podcast at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.